Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bloomberg Intelligence Tech Disruptors podcast. My name is Poonam Goyal, and I'm the Senior E-Commerce Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. We are delighted to have Mazen Ravachde as our guest today, who is the CTO of eBay, which is the second largest e-commerce marketplace that serves customers around the globe through its technologies connecting sellers with buyers. I'm looking forward to chatting with Mazen about how he has transformed eBay through technology, making the marketplace more relevant and efficient to meet growing customer demand. Mazen, welcome to our podcast. Hi, Poonam. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. So before we jump into how your technology is disrupting the e-commerce retail landscape, let's start with talking about you. You joined eBay in 2016, but your journey actually goes way back. Tell us about that career journey and what drew you back to eBay? It's, a, it's always a fun question to ask. Uh, yeah, I was at eBay in the early days from 2003 uh, to 2000, late 2010, uh, before I joined Twitter and I spent five years at Twitter. Uh, then I took a break. Uh, then, uh, you know, uh, was enticed to come back to eBay and uh, rejoin eBay back in uh, almost seven years ago, actually, to the week. I was looking, it's actually, the, the last week is my seven-year anniversary coming back to eBay. It's easy. I mean, for me, coming back to eBay, it's, uh, I always care about the purpose of the company uh, and the culture of the company and the opportunity to grow and to solve tough problems for our customers. Those are three reasons draw me back to eBay, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, and you've done a great job here. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. So let's jump into technology, which is the center of everything you do eBay has been around since 1995. How do you approach technology and innovation at a legacy company? I always say it's uh, approaching that it's more art than science, but it's always a start with the customers. Uh, you know, as technologists, sometimes we get it drawn into technical solutions and excitement around that. But I, I, I learned throughout my career Versus, you know, is it internal customers or external customers? You always need to keep that as center of gravity as you build any technology and any solution. And and if you put that in mind, then you figure out what is needed, and then you can figure out you build the right culture and you figure out what's the right technology to solve it. So looking at a company like eBay who's been around for 26 years, there's a tremendous value of what we have, and technology evolve and change, and and usually just again go back to the customer, know what's the challenges, what we need to build for them, and then put a strategy that technology is enabler to the business. Uh, technology will enable the business, enable the product to deliver the best experiences for our customer. So that's usually how I approach how to scale the company from a technology point of view. That makes perfect sense. I guess building on that, what is your technology roadmap look like going forward where do you plan on focusing your attention and, and why? When I look at, usually I like to look like two, three years, and sometimes in the world we live in, two, three years is far out, like technology is changing so rapidly. The area I, I really focus in right now, how we can leverage AI, generative AI, and all the technology around that to enable our customers. I always shared with my team, our job as technologists to help change the world around us and innovate in the behalf of our customers. So right now, when I think of AI, in my opinion, as I said it actually in many other interviews before, it's not a product, it's an ecosystem. 
And it is touch every corner of our company, touch every piece of our product, touch every area we do. Therefore, I think uh, when I look the next 12, 18, 24 months, we're going to continue to invest in AI capability to enable internal customers and external customers. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about AI because it's clearly what everyone is talking about today. But I guess I want to understand from you, why is everyone talking about it today when it has been around for years? So what's what's changed today? You know, I think what change is we have the technology to harness and make sense of all the data. And you could argue company had data for ages and AI has been around for back 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. I think what's different right now is the advancement in technology enable us to activate that data and make sense of that data. And therefore, all of a sudden you look and you see the potential and the opportunities, and it's just growing. And I, I, I believe that is, that's what it triggers why AI in the, every conversation as we speak today. So, so then how is eBay using AI currently? Can you share some examples? Absolutely. As I mentioned, for us, AI is an ecosystem. It's really interwoven in everything we do, and not just lately. We've been doing it for years, and it, it touches everything, how we run and scale our platform, our infrastructure, all the way to how we serve our consumers in the buying and selling flow, our search, our ads. But it's also a lot of the capability we build in the back end. It's enabled and powered by a lot of AI technologies. So, you know, for example, we are thinking about, you know, how we can, I'm going to give you one example without going into a lot of details, sure. uh, you know, how we can leverage generative AI and AI to help us describe better items being sold in eBay. Like we're trying to figure that out, but also we leverage AI before in our 3D imaging where we allow us to not just to do a 360 on sneakers, but also to do a zoom in and zoom out. Uh, so you can look at the details of those sneakers. You know, also we use AI in the back end to build a lot of our model for how we scale our infrastructure, how we scale our capacity models, and how we look at errors and anomalies. You know, we have a massive infrastructure in 190 uh, markets and over 1. billion listing, active listing. So the site is extremely active all the time, and, and we leverage AI to help us see how behaviors happen in the site how the system is operating, any signals, we give us heads up on issues or problem with our infrastructure so we can deal with them before it causes any issues for our customers. So we use it in a wide variety of area. And that's why you call it an ecosystem, it's not a product. It really touches every corner of our business. That makes sense. And then you touched on this just a little bit ago, generative AI, right? That's the that's new buzzword in AI this year. Tell us, you talked a little bit about how generative AI, you know, can help you scale the listings and better understand them. The breadth of product that's on eBay is, is just, you know, more than one can digest in any one sitting. So tell us how disruptive generative AI will be to the retail ecosystem and how is it meaningfully changing eBay from where it was a few years ago? Yeah. It's extremely disruptive because it's, uh, if you think of it, it's enable us to continue to deliver on whatever result and impact we use and still do, but in a different way, more efficient, more productive way. And, and this will vary per, per different companies. You know, for us, we're looking at it, 
how it's going to help us to create high degree of efficiency and productivity for our engineers and our developers and how we'll make their life more easy, but make their job more fun. And then that enable us to deliver better product with a faster speed to our customers. So it is, it's, it's going to, company will need to embrace the disruption that coming out of generative AI and figure out how to do it with a, in a responsible way for, for their company, based on their values and for the customers. Got it. And then you build a lot of this in-house, right? eBay builds a lot of the technologies that it uses across its, plat- its platforms. Do you think the same would be true for the generative AI capabilities as you move forward? Yeah. Uh, listen, at eBay, we, we, we build our infrastructure. We build our, our own platform. We build our own hardware. We embrace the open source model big time. And we will do the same on the generative AI. Same philosophy when we think about generative AI in general. Uh, but it's also, we are embracing the public use of generative AI, generative AI as well. So just how companies use public and private cloud, they use a hybrid model. We think about it in a hybrid mode as well. So chat GPT is something that eBay would be open to using in addition to probably building their own version of it. You, you know, we, you know, definitely we are looking and evaluating, you know, how we can use uh, chat GPT and, and any other kind of open source public uh, LLM as well. And, and we are evaluating our ability to do something in-house as, as in the same vein, because today, you know, eBay, we build our own private cloud and we scale our infrastructure on all private cloud, but we also build our software and our technology stack with hybrid cloud in mind. So we will follow the same philosophy when we think about generative AI and public versus private LLM. Got it. And then I promise, last question on AI. How do you think AI can positively impact the future of work? That's a very interesting question. When I think of future work, it's going to augment, it's going to make, if I think of engineers, for example, it's going to take, in my opinion, it's going to augment the capability of our engineers and our developers, and it's going to make them better over time. It's going to make their life easy. I don't look at it as it's going to do 100% replacement of jobs for people, but I think it's going to augment the capability and make, you know, I, I just look how I use it today. There is low-level things I used to do when I search for certain things or I look for certain type of data points. Now I use generative AI and it gets me that data in a much faster way and more efficient way. Therefore, I can use my time in a better efficient way. So therefore, when I look at it, how it's going to change kind of the type of work and work environment moving forward, I think it's going to make it more efficient, is going to make it more productive. And it's also, it depends how organization will use that. I think it, it, you cannot generalize it because different company or different organization will have a different level of efficiency and automation. Therefore, the value they get out of it, it, it will depend on where they are, what's their baseline. Understood. And then if you think about just the technology investments that eBay is making today and where it has been focusing on, where do you think the biggest pockets of opportunities are for future investments? What areas demand the most technology today to actually make a meaningful difference in driving eBay's results? I think it boils down, I always take it to what our customers need the most from us. You know, here's the unique things about eBay. eBay, I, I believe it's one of few companies in the world 
that if our customer is successful, we are successful. If our customers make money, we make money. Therefore, customers are our center of gravity. That's, I think, where we will continue to evaluate what technology we need to go and implement to help us deliver that value for our customers. And when I look at it today, I think clearly AI, generative AI, stand out pretty obvious at, at this time, and, and which is clear to the consumer and what the experience they'll see. But it's also true for our backend infrastructure on what we do in, in, in our platform services. Got it. And then just staying on the consumer, when you think about technology specifically, how important and what role does technology play for a marketplace as big as eBay? Oh, it's, it's foundational. It's foundational for, I speak for eBay, it's foundational for us and in enabling the capability of the business and the experiences we deliver for our customers. You know, if you think of eBay, eBay's platform, it's the eBay tech stack, and, and then in the top of it is the experiences and the business need. So it is foundational for what we do. That makes sense. I mean, you are an e-commerce company and you don't have a physical storefront. So clearly everything you do is on a technology platform. Um, And then I guess, you know, when you think about the customer, just continuing on that customer, the customer clearly has access to more information that they can digest today. And I'm going to go back to generative AI here. How do you get the customer to listen and see what you have to offer? How can technology help deliver the message and foster a connection that truly delivers a better ROI for the company? Is there technology that can help do that today? Well, I I think it's all about, are we putting the right experiences in front of our customers? And do we have the right feedback loop from our customers as we put these experiences? It sounds simple, it sounds easy, but not easily done. So there's a lot of complexity comes with that, especially at a site like eBay, where we have 133 million active customers. So there's, they have different need, different demand. There are 190 markets around the world. But I think the key is, you know, making sure that that feedback loop and that using the product and understanding the feedback from our customers can help us get there. And then, and how do you think about personalization on your site to just in, on the same line to personalize to the customer because you have 133 million customers. Is there a way to better deliver a personalized, a unique message to each customer individually? Yeah, if you, if you also, one of, I would say, the a huge value we have at eBay, being a company around since 1995, we have a tremendous amount of data and, and we leverage that data to understand our customers' demand and needs. Anonymously, so uh, and and as we you know we care about privacy and the protection of, of data for our customers, and we leverage that. It's silly, like we're trying to avoid use the word AI. We leverage that through a lot of AI capabilities to look at seasonality of the data, to look at all kind of signals, and we leverage that to provide the right level of experience for our customers. Right, and then I guess what additional technology trends are you keeping a close eye on? Yeah. What level of impact are you expecting these trends to have on the consumer, but then as well, the industry? Yeah, I think it's the obvious one right now is, is AI, machine learning, generative AI is just evolving and changing so rapidly. And it's not the technology itself, 
but house changing behaviors of companies and consumers. So I think I'm keeping a pretty close eye on, on, on that trend. The other one is continue to keep a close eye on blockchain. I think that technology also, Web3 is changing as well as a rapid way and, and keeping a close eye on that and, and all the changes around it. The third one, I think it's not about technology and a trend. It's more about with that shift in generative AI and AI and blockchain, data protection, regulatory, privacy, especially when you are a global company, that's another way I'm keeping a close eye in to make sure we have the right technology to deal with that. Because with all that change in technology trend comes change in regulations. So kind of those are the three areas I try to kind of keep a close eye on how it's evolving and and uh, and understanding the dynamic of that. Great. And then if I was to ask you along those lines, where you think eBay is, how far along is eBay when you think about security, when you think about fraud prevention, privacy, or even, you know, customer service, just the critical functions that are important to the customer? Do you feel like you've made a lot of progress or is there a lot of progress still to be made? So uh, as I mentioned before, customers are our center of gravity for who we are and what we do. And building a trust with our customer is one of our top priorities as a company. And we cannot get there without making those investments in everything you just mentioned. So those are, uh, I'll call them part of our DNA, who we are as a company and foundational for us, providing a safe, trusted environment for our buyers and sellers to transact in our platform. And we will continue to invest in that. I don't think there's any company in the world will say they are done investing in those or it's a continuous investment because the investment you do in those areas matches the technology evolutions and the changes happening around you. So it's an area, it's top priority for us, part of our DNA, it's foundational. And we will continue to invest in that to make sure our customer has the best secure and trusted experience in our platform. And then, um, you know, I, I noticed the authentication guarantee that you have, right, where you authenticate now, I believe it's six categories, and streetwear was just launched uh, recently. Mm-hmm. So as you think about building out more technologies that favor the customer experience and build that trust that you've been talking about, what's next? I think what's next is keeping that trend into, you know, as you said, like it's been expanded to different categories. And we'll continue to get feedback from our customers and figure out what's, where is the next expansion. But again, it's, it's part of our kind of overall strategy around providing the best experience for our customers, the trusted experience. We want our customers, as they come to the site, they enjoy it. It's exciting. It's fun. And it's safe for them. And, and we will continue to invest on in those areas. So you, you talked a little bit about eBay being on the private cloud for a large part of its business. Why would eBay choose to be on a private cloud rather than going the public route? Another great question, which I get asked that question quite a bit. Few reason. I think uh, I think we build our software stack to be cloud native and hybrid cloud capability because we have some services we we will leverage public cloud for it. But mainly our core infrastructure, our uh, I would say ninety five percent of our platform, and it's built in the top of our own private cloud. And, and that was a decision we made a few years ago because of our scale 
and the efficiency we needed to drive with our platform. It's basically we build our own hardware and we build our technology stack, leveraging open source uh, from the bottom all the way up from backend infrastructure all the way to the consumer services. And we believe that's the right decision for us just simply because of our scale and the level of efficiency we can deliver for our business and, and productivity. You know, for example, because of that, during COVID a few years ago, our traffic went up order of magnitude within like weeks. And we were able to absorb that and balance our traffic and serve our customers completely at a flat cost. Our cost or our infrastructure during that period of time did not increase because we have control of our own destiny. We build our technology stack and the flexibility for it that enable us to be able to continue to invest in our business and and shift that efficiency and saving to invest in different parts of our business. For example, enable us to focus in, invest in focus category, which it's growing at a, I would say today, eight point faster than the rest of the site. Yet, we are not incurring additional cost of running our infrastructure. So th- that's that's why we made that decision, but it's, it's also a big investment from our end to build our own private infrastructure. And I, I also, I believe it's the scale. Companies, you go to a certain scale where that makes sense for your company to be on-prem, but also, uh, we, as I said, we build our technology stack to be cloud native and enable us to operate in a hybrid model uh, between private and public cloud. And this is absolutely the right decision for us. And it has delivered a tremendous value for us over the years. And I think it will continue to do that. That's interesting because clearly it's very expensive, you know, to build sometimes, but you've proven with scale it's necessary and it does create efficiencies, especially when things come by surprise, like your COVID example. And it it gives you that efficiency to allow you to absorb increase on demand without increasing your cost. At a macro level, what that mean is now you can shift that efficiency and saving to invest in different parts of the business. Otherwise, you would have go have to spend it on, on scaling your platform. Yep. And if we've learned anything in the last few years is that cost cuts are at four and companies need to be more efficient. So it's nice to see that eBay can do this organically and just in the natural way that they run business. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm extremely proud of our infrastructure, platform, engineering team, technology team across the company. Because it takes uh, it takes that level of skill set and expertise and passion to actually scale a platform like eBay. It's fun. It's exciting. On the technology side, you you really hit it. You know, it comes back to like from everything that I heard about you. It's about the customer. It's focusing on what the customer needs, and that's what you go out and build, right? And then it's creating efficiencies and AI. Of course, I mean, if I count the number of times we used AI in the podcast, it's clearly the most used word. Um, outside yep. of small, right? and, and that's interesting because every person I've spoken to on the investment side, you know, is like, why is AI important today? Like on the retail side, I think on the tech side, they understand it a little more. But when you talk to retail investors, they're like, is it just um, another buzzword? Are they talking about AI, but is it really going to yield anything? Do companies even have the systems to run AI decision-making because it's expensive, right? eBay can do it, but a small company may not be able to do it. Not yet, right? Because they well, aren't. Right. I, I think a lot of company, they going to, I think the value is tremendous. The potential is high. I think company will be constrained in how much they can train and inference and keep that data current. 
I think that's where a lot of the challenge is going to be. But you can do it because you're eBay, right? You know, yeah, but but most of the small companies, they're going to try to leverage uh, public cloud. Mm-hmm. and and But that is expensive. That is and that is expensive and they're going to be at a schedule or two. So they don't have control of their own destiny. Like it's a, uh, so that, that, you know, I think a lot of company, they're going to have a rude awakening when they, I would say in a few months from now, because it's still people to try to soak in what's generative AI is and where they can leverage it, where they can take advantage of that. I think in a few months, things become a little bit more clear, kind of the dust will settle and things become clear where they can take advantage of and its potential is just high. And then mostly they're going to have the constraints of the compute capacity and the training of those models. Right. So costs will rise inevitably yes. and trade-offs will need to be made. Exactly. Right. And, and I guess as we wrap up, are there any key insights that you would want to leave with the audience, perhaps smaller companies, as they think about the disruption that they're about to face and how they can navigate through it, what they should be also looking for and where the right areas are to invest? Great question. I would say embrace the change and embrace the disruption and figure out the checks and balances for your company, how to transition to it and be part of this evolution and be part of that change. And most importantly, influence it and understand what it means for your organization. Embracing it is extremely important. If you're in a company, you want to get through this shift and change. I call it the seismic shift, what's happening right now. And it's truly a seismic shift. You have to embrace that change and understand what's the changes you need to do in your organization and in your company and, and work. Make sure you have the right talent, the right resources, the right strategy to execute in that. Don't fight it. I think the most important thing is embrace the change. And technology is all about disruption. And, and, and if you have that disruption, disruptive mindset, you'll, you'll come out of this much, much stronger company. I like that. Embrace the change. With that, we've come to an end to our podcast. Thank you, Mazin, for all your insights. Best of luck to you and eBay. Thank you, Punam. Thank you so much.